Hello, he is Heston Blumenthal. Hello. One of the most creative and forward-thinking chefs on the planet. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Thanks. My name is Jay Taylor. I've been working with Heston for over 10 years and spent many hours you cracking his head open. Sorry, <laughs> person. And we're going to spend the next few minutes doing all manner of wonderful things in your brain. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave that to you <laughs> to try and... Just to try and direct me. I will direct you. Give us an example of uh, inside your brain. If it was a place, what would the inside of your brain be like? Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? Welcome to Armageddon. uh, (laughs) On this week's adventure, we take a step inside the wonderful Willy Wonka sweet creations of Heston. This is the world's first multi-sensory podcast where Heston will be conducting amazing food experiments on me and you if you want to join in. And this week you can discover how to make things taste sweeter by adding salt. Just grab yourself some bitter chocolate and some salt to join in. Chapter 1. Fat Duck Sweet tasting. Hello, Heston. How are you? Hello, Jay. I'm very good, actually. So, one of the wonderful things about stepping into your into your life, into your world, is always coming in on 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 interesting taste tastings and stuff that's going on. And it looks like what's going on today is something that's right up my street. I'm sur- you're surrounded by sweets. So, I have um, I have some cellophane wrapped caramels. Mm-hmm which I know are apple pie f- uh, flavour. These are from the Fat Duck, yeah? Yeah. And the cellophane. Hang on. Yeah, cellophane. Yeah, they look just like... So these it's look just edible. like little, to- like small toffees. They're kind of see-through cellophane yeah. with b- brown sweet inside. Yes. So I had to put... I had to increase the level of acidity. Do you remember we did a podcast where you had to chew gum? Yes. And I encourage and you to go you listen back had to that. a lot of liquid in your mouth. That was the, how juicy your Saliva. mouth is. And it's ridiculous. Yes. yes. Go back and find that on the earlier podcast. It's, it's bonkers. So, so this one, the caramel is a bit like a, a really light, it's a posh refined toffee. And then the, the cellophane wrapper. So mm-hmm. if you guys can hear this. Yeah. You just take that, that off, right? And put the whole, th- no, don't take it off. We put the whole thing in your mouth. That with the wrapper. Mm. So to see what Heston just done, he's put the whole sweet, including the see-through wrapper, in his mouth. Yep. Now you do it. Oh. Yeah. So the wrapper just disappears. It disappears. How did you do that? Well, it took a bit of while, really. But the cellophane wrapper, but you need to make the caramel acidic enough to create the saliva in your mouth that then dissolves the cellophane wrapper. But that's not cellophane though, right? No, it's gelatin. But ah. What is, but you have to make your mouth juicy I, enough to melt it. I found... I found a bugger, you know that. I got given... Harrods gave me... Someone sent me a picnic hamper last year from Harrods. As they do. Or two years ago. As they do, yeah, exactly. And there were some beige polystyrene kind of maggot looking things that were used for packaging to stop things breaking you mean like packaging foam in it yeah packaging foam. oh right okay yeah right yeah yeah to stop just just went around yeah, them. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> so of course 
I've put them in my mouth. <laughs> Why? If they send you a Harrods hamper, you're not supposed to eat the packaging foam. But I ate them and they melted. They melted beautifully. In your mouth? Yeah, so I put them in the frying pan, I put them in the oven. Of course you did. Amazing quotes nice? are beautiful. This is the weirdest conversation as usual. So you ate the packaging foam and it tasted good? Well, it was, the texture was good. It didn't taste of anything. The texture was good. And you realize these companies <laughs> have to make this stuff edible. But to clarify, for anyone listening, we are not recommending you eat packaging. Well, actually, we are. No, I we are recommending eating you eat dog Harrods. food. <laughs> no, but, but even with dog food, you have to make, imagine a toddler. Eating packaging foam. Well, crawls up to a dog food bowl when the parents aren't looking and eats dog food. It has to be edible. I'm not sure this is the... I'm not sure whether if I was Harrods listening to this, whether I would be happy or sad that the best thing you can say about Harrods hamper was I that the packaging, know yet. The, the packaging foam was delicious. <laughs> You're going tomorrow, it'll cost no, no, 50 no, quid. I had, some, I had some amazing... It was the most glamorous hamper I've ever had in my life. However... They put the, the packaging, oh my, was superb. Now, I think, I think that the, the, the sweet I just had with the wrapper yeah. that is edible is probably slightly more complex than that, but it seems like a similar kind of foundation, actually something that melts away in your mouth without trying. It's all sort yeah. of connected. Can you feel the acidity in your mouth now still? Oh my goodness. Especially now after we did that chewing gum experiment on a previous episode, yeah. it makes me so much more aware of it. Because when it went... So if, if you'd put that edible wrapper mm-hmm. on something that wasn't, didn't create acidity in my mouth, it wouldn't have had the moisture in my mouth to melt the wrapper, right? No, actually, here, this is an interesting experiment. So if I now take this, we have one of these cameras left. If I take, well, my big clumsy fat fingers, if I take the wrapper off, which looks like gelatine, well, looks like cellophane, but it's in fact gelatine, I've done a really bad job of this. You really have. This is yeah, not it's, it's, machine it's not, starred no, and no, 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 no. My fingers, I, I need to go to a pedicurist or something. Oh, that, yeah, it's from there as well. Yeah. Oh, you got some out of you? Yeah. Well, you, you, have so, part, you have off it as well. Cause you, it's your take experiment. it. And I tell you, it spent me a couple of years doing this. It, okay. will, it will melt so in your mouth. Put this in my mouth. Yeah, it will melt in your mouth, but it won't melt the same way. It's stuck to the top of my mouth. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what it's like. It's like one of those... Remember those funny little um, chewing gum? You know, instead of, they had a period about 10 years ago where they stopped having chewing gum. Yeah. And you had like little filmy things. It's just like that. It stuck to the top of my... They had a little plastic pouch that you had slits of rectangular... That's them. And you, yeah, you put it in your mouth yeah, and they dissolved. stuck to the top of your mouth. So that stuck to my mouth then because I didn't have the acidity to melt it. Yeah. God, that's so clever. That's exactly, and that took, that's the thing that took the time. It's figuring that out to get that. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Uh, uh, also here there is, um, to describe it, is the most beautiful looking uh, domed chocolate. It's, it, it, it's, I'm not sure what it look, what other kinds of chocolate. It looks like those really nice ones you used to get in Woolworth Pick and Mix. You know, the ones that came in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying to me, I remember filming around the back of Hamley's. And we did uh, something on pick and mix. And I, as a kid, I always loved chocolate. I wasn't a fan of pick and mix. Pick and mix is candy. And you said, you were asking about my childhood memories. And I said, I love chocolate. And you, you said, 
uh, what about pick a mix? I said, never, I never like pick a mix. And you said to me, what you do now. <laughs> yes, I love pick a mix. So, you did like chocolate as a kid, right? I loved it. What was your, in the sweet shop, yeah. what was your thing? What was the thing you'd go for? There was a few. Uh, the advert, but I didn't like the actual chocolate. Everyone's a, everyone's a fruit and nutcase. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shiver and Shake Comics, Walnut Whip, but I didn't like Walnut Whip. I liked, oh, the frog. What's the frog? Was the Freddo. Fr- yeah, Freddo. I still do those now, you know. Frog and Dairy Milk uh, Whole Nut. These are quite mature. Oh, whole nut, I always think of it like no, a dad chocolate. Jay, I'm very mature. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm so mature and refined. That's the first word I'd use to describe <laughs> so as mature. So why are you surprised? <laughs> you really did then. So you, you're not a kind of, you weren't a, um, like a, a flying saucer Candy. sherbet kind of guy. No. No. What about, Never. what about any of the things like uh, sherbet lemons or uh, army and navy? Oh, no, um, well, well, sherbet lemons in a paper bag. Oh yeah, I yeah. Do you remember that? That was and brilliant. They, they were like they were sherbetty and chewy, and then you had to break through the chewiness, and then they just softened up in your mouth. And they had those um, twist things, which I could never quite tell what they were. A bit medicinal. They were like there was similar te- thing, whatever you call sherbet lemons, which is like a car- like a candy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it was a twisty thing, and it always tasted a bit medicinal. Cough was that a cough drop? Ah, uh, no. I've got a fear. Were they, could they have been in metal tins? C- covered in... Um, in the car. Yes, covered in powder. Yes. Why were they covered in powder? Mint humbugs. Mint humbugs, yes, of course. And they were like stretched caramel, and they were striped green and white, I think, and they were, they were rock hard. Yeah, they didn't but taste you, like sweets, did they? No, and then you put them in your mouth, and they gently... When I say gently, I'm just saying like I'm an advert for sweets. <laughs> they kind of, they kind of succumbed to your mouthfulness, to the acidity in your mouth, yeah. which is creating so the opal saliva. Fruits made to make your mouth water. Make made to make your mouth water. What was the, as a kid? What do you think in terms of sweet adverts? What was the most effective sweet advert on you? Advert? You meant actual advert? You're going back through the memory banks now, aren't you? I am. And it depends on what age I am at. Go on then. So start with Little Heston. Okay, Little Heston. I'd say opal fruits are quite hot there. Nice. May to make your mouth mortar. And you remember that thing where you, you have an opal fruit and you try not, not to, to chew, chew it. it? Yes. Then when I became a young teenager, I think it was Flake. <laughs> <laughs> Because there were big busted women <laughs> on windowsills in old chateaus, sucking like like drinking <laughs> drinking flaked chocolate. What was that about? What was it about? I know was a young Heston sitting there going, "I know I like the chocolate, but there's something yeah. else going on Can here." Can you see me the effort? <laughs> I think that's amazing. Ah. Only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate. Yeah, makes like chocolate never tasted before. God, when that must have been twenty-five years ago. It must be. And there's another advert I just remembered. Go on. Nimble. 
Oh, I've never heard of that. What's nimble? Nimble was this bread. White bread slices that some woman that looked like she'd stepped out of a flake advert had gone into hot hot air balloon <laughs> and eaten slices of white bread. And the hot air balloon raised up into the, It was so light. <laughs> oh, that's how she rose it, because of the bread. What is that about? <laughs> I don't understand... Oh, okay. oh, you've got it on yes. YouTube right now. I can J-W, see it. JW, just called it up. Can you put the... Um, have you got the answer? Oh, my God. Okay, we'll link to this. We'll link to this oh on Instagram. God. So if there's a woman anyone here... anyone listening to this, if you can watch the Nimble advert, it is... Look, it's lighter. It's like a hot air balloon, but it's lighter. She's got, a, she's got like a rig on her shoulders attached to the hot air balloon. She's just floating off eating hot... She's just floating off eating bread. Look, she's taking off. Like, she looks like a white James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Attached to a hot air balloon. That's even more extreme than I thought it was. She's going over a, a cliff. Oh my goodness. Nimble. Nimble. And look, there's other balloons. What does it say? Light bread, but lighter. So what was it then? It's not bread. One, it's just light, fluffy bread. That is, I've never seen that before. Have you never? It's light, fluffy bread. Okay, what's yours? Give me an advert, kid. <clears throat> well, I suppose you have... Aspirational advert for something sweet, a chocolatey. Uh, it has to be the Mars adverts. The Mars adverts were people just charging oh. around the place. And they uh, work, rest and day. Mars a day helps you work, rest and play. Yeah. And Mars a day helps you work one bite, rest second bite, and then play. It was that that was What's a really iconic about? advert. That made a big I said, like, Oh, this is doing me good then. This is Mars this is a day helps you work, rest, rest and play. The milky milky bar kid, but uh, I didn't really oh, like that, him. What no I didn't <laughs> Well no I know he was like a he? cowboy on a horse that shouldn't have been a cowboy. Yeah. He shouldn't have been a cowboy, but he was sitting on a big horse with a silly white cap, but he made everything good. Yeah, you uh, uh, um, the, the the creamiest bar. Yeah, Milky Bar. You're you're going. You were you were about to go into Mars then. The Milky Way's advertising campaign was the chocolate you can have between meals without ruining your appetite. Without ruining your appetite. we just so How do they make that up? Without ruining your appetite. It's so light. Yeah, you can have it between meals. Yeah, so have, have a Milky Way. For years, I thought it was healthy-ish because it was kind of lighter and it was just insub- which which actually, look at that, this is going to be a podcast segue, brings us back to this beautiful round domed uh, shiny chocolate here. And what is it? What is it you've got? What you've got uh, here? It's basically aerated chocolate. So this took about four years to do. Four years to make a chocolate? Yeah, it's a chocolate mousse made with water that is put into a siphon and then put into a dish and put into a vacuum oven and then had the stuff sucked out of it so it rises like a souffle because of the fat that's already enclosed in the chocolate however if you if you raise it too much the bubbles burst so this is when i turn it over i can see inside it and it's full of well just hundreds of little bubbles it looks like it's, a kind it, of honeycomb it's like almost. it's the most aerated to think of aero yeah and then treble the bubbles now if you bite it horizontally 
Okay. Oh, vertically, rather. Vertically. Vertically. And then look at it. Oh, my God. Can you see the top? Oh, my God. So, has you describe it because I've got a, a gobble. Okay. That has a jelly of mandarin in the top of the arrow. So, it's like the poshest chaffer cake you could eat. I have to say, that is insanely good. That four cool. years of work. That's bringing, almost bringing tears to my eyes, that. Oh, imagine, like you said, a Jaffa cake and an Aero collide together yeah. in heaven. And because of the bubbles of the chocolate, it means inside the bubbles of fat are trapped all the aroma molecules. So you have something that's very light, but the flavour just continues. It is... I didn't... Wow. I have to say, it might look like a Woolworths Pick and Mix, but that knocks the socks off it. it that, that is compliment <laughs> in the highest order. No, nobody, <laughs> you could not pay for Pick and Mix like that. That was four, and you can taste the four years of work in that, because that is, like you say, the most aerated chocolate I've ever had. But that little layer of Jaffa cakeness in there. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay, that was, mm. that was insane. Uh, Why did you choose to put the, um, the Jaffa cake flavor in it? Mandarin flavour. Uh, wanted something that rooted, that rooted us in. So when you're doing something that's a little bit unusual, we need an anchor. So just something, it's like doing, I don't know, frozen peas that taste of, I don't know, green stuff, apple, for example. But if we have some kind of anchor... And by anchor, you mean something we recognise, something... Yeah, like. we, yeah, we can attach to. Then it enables us to be able to become more curious. If we don't get it, we're too, we are too discombobulated. It's like the caramel as well. They both seem to work off a similar principle to me, which they look completely normal. In fact, they both look intentionally very very simple but then yeah. when you eat them they both surprise you the, the the chocolate one has this jaffa cake that kicks you in the face and the the bubbles that burst all around you and the edible wrapper one is 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 mm-hmm. crazy and we are we are storytellers it's one of the beauties of human beings from religion to fairy tales from harry potter we're storytellers we can imagine stuff that doesn't exist. And that's a beautiful thing about human beings and we should cherish it. So when you have a story behind something, if someone tells you, it could be a mushroom growing in a field and they say, well, yeah, this mushroom had spores from the queen of, I don't, I don't know, I, whatever it is. And you go, wow, it's amazing. It's amazing. Or the water came from a rock that was harvested by something or other. Wow. It's the story and the memory behind the object. And that is magical. And that's something that we should never miss. Chapter two, a multi-sensory experiment about how to make things sweeter by adding salt. Get yourself some bitter dark chocolate and some salt to join in. 
Right, so Heston, you've mm. always said that this is a multi-sensory podcast. And what that mm. means, as far as I am aware yeah. so far, is this is about you doing experiments on me and anyone listening to push back what we know about food, eating, and ourselves. Uh, in front of me here, I have what you've put there, which is four pieces of chocolate mm. and a, uh, a, a tub of salt. What are you doing on me? What are you teaching me today? Well, what are you teaching us all today? So here's a bar of, uh, I don't know if this is 70 to 100% chocolate. It's an amazing, it's the most amazing, for me, it's the most amazing chocolate maker I've ever experienced in my life. So this is some of the chocolate, we've tried this before on the podcast. This is 100% cocoa chocolate, so it's mm. mega bitter and it tastes, it, it doesn't taste nice at all, it tastes... Um, well it's well it's an acquired taste i think it doesn't taste like chocolate that you it's would am it's amazing for me it's amazing now now what do you got in there i've okay, got some so salt so it's got some salt so it, we think that we put sweet stuff will reduce bitterness so if i put a bit of salt on that chocolate so heston sprinkled just a small amount of salt on top of this this yeah, and really this comes so this salt by the way comes from a town 30 minutes from here where the Dukes of Burgundy in about 1600 basically killed everybody in the town <laughs> and then they preserved them in salt. And I don't know why I'm laughing, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay, now you don't, need, you don't need posh salt though, do you? you can no, use no, no, any it makes no difference. You can do it with tonic water. So this chocolate is mega bitter and you put just a sort of sprink, sprinkle of, of yeah. salt on this. Yeah. What, do you want me to eat, to eat this? No, I'd like to like <laughs> you to put it in your jumper. Yes, I of course I'd you. like you to eat it. Okay, do, do you go tell me what it's going to do, or should I just... The bitterness. I, I don't want to put thoughts into your head. Oh. Must change completely. It's perceptively sweeter. Much sweeter. It tastes much more like chocolate I recognise. Yeah, it's perceptively sweeter. But I don't understand how salt's making it feel sweeter. It's to do with the receptors on the tongue. So you've... So all you've done is put something salty on something bitter and it's made it sweeter. Yes. So take tonic water. So anyone listening to this, take tonic water. Schweppes tonic is the most famous one. Sip it and it's quinine. Put some salt on it and keep putting salt in it. And at one point, that tonic water, you'll go... Ehh. Well, I don't know if you make that noise, but... When you add salt to chocolate or tonic water, for example, there will be a moment where you might think, oops, I've bitten off more than I can chew here. I've put too much and it will become salty. Before you get there, you'll see the difference. And that's like, if you make anybody listening to this, if you make a bowl of soup, take a ladle full of soup out of the saucepan and keep adding salt to it and you will be surprised at the difference. And then there'll be a moment where you go, oh, missus. It's gone, it's gone too salty. It's gone too far. But you only know when you've gone too far, when you've gone too far. But but with the, both the chocolate and the and the tonic water, it will go sweet before it goes salty. I'm mean, I'm putting some more on here, and it's amazing. The difference it makes is huge, remarkable. It's huge. I can't quite. It's huge. It is absolutely humongous. It's huge. So to do this at home, get some really 
When I say dark bitter, chocolate, yeah, really bit, bitter chocolate. Bitter chocolate, you can do it with tonic water, anything bitter. If you think you might have slightly burnt your stock. <laughs> anything, yeah. We automatically think that we put sugar in it to make it softer. No. Put salt in it. Salt. Heston, uh, as always, thank you so much for letting me delve inside your mind. That was fascinating. That's been a very sweet episode, which I have to say is I'm a big fan of. Jay, uh, thank you for letting me put things inside your mouth. <laughs> as always, uh, it's been, <laughs> I'm not going to say that's a pleasure. But, <laughs> well, but, uh, <laughs> well, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> and thank you for joining us on another adventure inside Heston's head. Uh, please do uh, drop us a line when you try all these experiments out. We'd love to hear how you get on with them as well. That is the, the loop that comes back to Heston. You genuinely do like hearing how people encounter these experiments. I love and, and anyone that listening to this... The biggest thing that my motivation for doing this, if I can make a difference to the beautiful imagination of human beings and their ability to be able to become self-aware. So I'm not telling anybody that listens to this, I'm not telling them what to do. I'm just suggesting experiments for a catalyst for their awareness and the way that I have discovered my life. And I would not change it for the world. Wonderful. And that's been Pod and Chips. Thank you so much, Heston. Um, it's time to say goodbye, Heston. Goodbye, Heston. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get yours from and remember if you like it please rate review and get in there and subscribe <laughs>